Giolito, no, no. Let's step into the on-deck circle. You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar App, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pizzapia and KC Bubba. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the Line Star app. It is me, it is Casey Bubba, and it's you, and we're talking all things MLB DFS. And on yesterday's show, we told you, hey, it's not a really good day to go out there and play a whole lot of tournament arms. And if you just played the cash game arm or Lucas Giolito everywhere, chances are it was a good evening for you, Bubba. It was a nice day of DFS. It was fun to watch and a great moment for an emerging young star in Major League Baseball. Yes, most definitely. It was great to see. We were big fans of Giolito's. Take the savings. The upside was there. Probably the best matchup out of the three big dogs we talked about, especially when one got rained out. Uh, it was it was everything lined up, and it worked out very, very well, which is good because sometimes it doesn't, and we take the heat for that. So it uh, it was great to see Giolito do it. Uh, hearing his post, um, I guess, no-no conference, he discussed uh, the struggles earlier in the year. He just wasn't focused. And we talked about it with Darvish. You know, they, they flick a switch and they do different things. And he's done it. We've seen Giolito do it for two or three starts now. So I think we can be pretty comfortable for the most part. There, there will be hiccups for any pitcher. But we can uh, look at Giolito like the Giolito of last year all over again. Yeah, and it's funny because going into the season, I was drafting him everywhere basically as a number one. And that first, you know, starter two is kind of rough and kind of going, oh, boy, I hope we didn't get into too much. You know, season long has been tough this year. There's no doubt about yes. that. But um, I was getting not worried, but concerned at the very least. And at a certain point, I said, you know what? The heck with this. Like, I got to believe in this guy. Everything I saw last year is good. And he's turned it around. And yes, it was only the Pirates last night, but the last outing was really good as well. And, you know, this guy is really just, you know, taking it to another level this year. And if he continues to pitch like this, I'm telling you right now, the White Sox are going to be formidable in the playoffs. They are a playoff team. If they can acquire one more pitcher this week as the trade deadline moves on, it's going to be fascinating to see. Uh, let's fly around the rest of uh, last night. Uh, in the uh, final seven-inning game, uh, Christian Javier got the W there, uh, 6-3 Astros over the Angels. The New York Mets uh, lost. They got shut out by the Marlins, and uh, tonight's an interesting one, too. Elysia Hernandez against the Grom. We're going to get to that in a little bit. Uh, Jake Arrieta got a win, if you can believe it, against the Nationals. I know, crazy things happened. Uh, JT Real Muto with a three-run blast there, and five good innings from uh, Arietta. Don't Don't anticipate seeing that every time out. Uh, Raphael Devers at a three-run triple. That is good news there. 9-7 over the Blue Jays. Buffalo continues to be a great place for offense, Bubba. I mean, oh, I love Coors East. I don't ever want them to go back to Toronto. No, I want them to stick. I, I like the kind of, you know, we, we people like to make fun of the Toronto because they're, they play in Canada. Buffalo seems like the perfect ballpark for those young kids. Just like they, they were there a year ago. They're back again. The ball flies out. Like, let's, let's enjoy it. If we can have two different Coors locations on the slate, that changes everything. Yeah, uh, 100% agree. Tyler Glasnow, you know, we kind of teased about this. We're like, oh, do we want to go to the all-day slate to get Glasnow in there? Because the strikeouts starting to come around, and he had 13 yesterday. So he's starting to look like Glasnow of last year. Uh, so that's a good thing. But, of course, obviously frustrating because it was the all-day, and he had to make that choice. Uh, but good news anyway all the way around. Of course, now he'll be more expensive, and now it'll end up being even more concerning. But this is, this is life. This is what happens. 12-5 Angels over the Astros in this one. Uh, Pena got the W in this one. Uh, Christian Javier um, 
Wait, Javier was in that first game. What am I saying? No, the first game Javier was in there. So uh, this one ended up getting Pena got the uh, win and uh, Brandon Bilek gets the loss in that one. Bieber can't be stopped. Shane Bieber, uh, you know, just 10 more strikeouts against the Twins, no less. I mean, the guy is impressive as hell. The ERA is at 1.35. He's undefeated. I mean, is it basically Bieber's Cy Young race to lose? Is that it? That's what it feels like. It really, he didn't look like he had his best stuff, especially early last night. And then he just kind of honed it in and still went six strong on 10K. That's the sign of an absolute like dominant ace. And um, it's his to lose, I think. Jonathan Scope and Spencer Turnbull lead uh, the Tigers past the Cubs, seven to one there. Uh, good start from Turnbull, who's got an ERA under three. Um, Chatwood continues to uh, go backwards, which is terrible, but Scope's Grand Slam, uh, that did it. And Scope is nicely priced today, too. We'll get to him in a second. Olsen, Simeon, home run as the A's get to a 10-3 win. Um, great to see Simeon starting to heat up. Uh, Manaya got the W. So we're looking for runs in this one on both sides. We only got him from the A's. That's all right. Uh, we mentioned Giolito already. Uh, first no-hitter of the uh, pandemic era. Uh, can we call it the pandemic era now? I think we should. Yeah, I think it's a it's a pandy no no as they like to say. <laughs> yeah, no-no. So we're gonna go with the pandy no no. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I did not have enough guts to go with Brandon Woodruff yesterday, and Brandon Woodruff said, "Joe, how dare you? How dare you not <laughs> believe in me?" Uh, he wins three two over Castillo, but look, it was tight, and this is my concern, right? Three two game. It yep. was it was kind of down to the wire. Hater got a seven save, but look, I'm glad because Woodruff is this guy that I I love the talent. I was just a little worried about this one. Little worry with the previous start, but look, it is what it is. They are good on Brandon Woodruff, proving me wrong and sticking it to me. I appreciate it. I won't ever doubt you again. I promise. Rosenthal gets a seven save in this one as the Royals uh, beat the Cardinals five four. Uh, you also had the Mariners winning with Marco Gonzalez over Chris Paddock. Paddock continues to struggle. This is not good. I don't like it. Something is wrong here. Uh, Arenado's two doubles, five four victory over the D backs, and of course, the Marlins three nothing. Uh, over the Mets in the second game. So uh, Mets are having a hard time scoring runs, it looks like. Oh, I've heard that before. And the last one, of course, the Giants 10-8 over the Dodgers. Bubba, you're loving life, aren't you? The Dodgers over uh, losing again to the San Francisco Giants. You got to love this. Yeah, it's beautiful. Walk off in 11 innings. Um, Brandon Belt had two homers. It was just a, a beautiful day. Beautiful day in the Bay. That's all I can say. All right, so that was yesterday. And it's a new day. Yes, it is. So let's get to today's slate. Okay, we do have a few day games here. We have uh, Trevor Williams and Dallas Keuchel as the White Sox uh, continue to try to roll the Pittsburgh Pirates, who were streaking until they ran into Lucas Giolito. That was a that was a rough day. Uh, then you have uh, the Yankees. Uh, Garrett Cole take two here against Ian Anderson. So we'll see how that goes. Um, then you also have uh, the six oh five game: Aaron Nola versus Patrick Corbin. If you want to get involved there, also at six thirty seven, Colton Brewer against the Blue Jays. I'm not starting anybody in Buffalo, Bubba, ever. Like, I feel, <laughs> you're going to be like, that's the same happen. thing. Yeah, like, it's going to yeah. have to be some elite, incredible uh, <laughs> possibility there to get that done. Uh, Richards and Asher Wojciechowski are going to start things off for Baltimore and Tampa. So not super exciting here with the early stuff. Um, you know, Nola's been really good. Do you want to try to get Nola, Corbin, or any of those shares, or because they're going against each other, it's just better to leave it alone? That's that's my instinct, is just leave that alone when you have those two guys going against each other because they both very uh, respect-worthy uh, in the early slate. Forget the 1 o'clock, uh, the 2 and 4 o'clock games. I'm just going to leave those go. But what do you think of this one here, uh, the 6.05 start with uh, Nola and Corbin? I could see going to Nola just with the, white, uh, the Nationals offense kind of struggling a little bit, but as a whole – 
I, I agree with you that just kind of ignore the two battling it out. This could, I'm not gonna say it's a four outcome game, but you can see a lot of different things happening in this game where there's going to be better options as we talk about the rest of the slate. Yeah. Uh, I kind of agree with you here on that one. Um, it's going to be fascinating to see uh, Cole pitch today too with Ian Anderson. Mm-hmm. Good to see him make his debut. That's going to be exciting stuff. So uh, looking forward to that. All right. Um, and also if you're playing the all day, all of a sudden, then you're going to be adding in all those blue Jay runs potentially with the Red Sox. Yep. And I don't know yeah. if that's a good idea. You know, it's, it's become a real strategy. <laughs> this, this early slate on FanDuel, if you want to get involved with it or not. And when you're adding in potential points of Corbin, Nola, and that Buffalo Blue Jays, Red Sox game, it makes me kind of prefer to stay away from it. Yeah, I agree. The one good thing, I guess, is FanDuel, for the most part, is starting to price up some of these Blue Jays. Not all of them. Like, Goriel's still cheap, and uh, Vlad's only 3 k Like, those are affordable, but they're pricing up the rest of them, which helps a little bit. Yeah, uh, Alicia Hernandez at 6.6 on DK, taking on DeGrom at 11 on DK. Uh, we have over on the FanDuel side, uh, DeGrom is 10.7, Hernandez 8.2, a lot more respect for him. Uh, Hernandez hasn't been so bad, and the Mets offense has been worse. So I guess the question is, does this have any appeal here for you, or is it just DeGrom, you throw your hands up and say, hey, it's DeGrom, and yeah, the Mets only have to score two runs. I, I don't know, man. It gives me pause at the very least here with Hernandez. So let's talk this out. What are your thoughts on this one today going in Marlins versus the Mets after the Mets basically offense is doing nothing the last two games there yesterday? Yeah, DeGrom's interesting. 11K on DK, 10-7 on FanDuel. We have to assume he's healthy. They gave him an extra day's rest instead of pitching in the doubleheader. Um, it's a great plays. Pricey on DK. I kind of like to save some money there elsewhere. I could see it being very appealing in cash on FanDuel for sure. But you're asking about Hernandez, and I'm very intrigued with him as an SP2 on DraftKings. I think it's a great value. Uh, in, his, in his career, lefties have hit him very well, and there's some very good lefties in the Mets lineup. True. At the same time, we know this Mets lineup can be very cold at times. And Eliasar has done a great job with his pitch mix change. That's why he's been so successful this season. So I think he's a very, very viable SP2 on DraftKings in a game that should be pretty low scoring, like you said. Now, with Hernandez, is the DraftKings price, is that tournament only for you, or is that uh cash as well it's really close just because i'm kind of echoing what you've been saying about that mets offense like we were all over them before their little COVID vacation they were playing very very well but um i don't know there's something like i still like dom smith conforto nemo like those three lefties cano as well if you want to throw a fourth in there they're good but if you really want to get some bats i could see using leasr and cash on DraftKings and just hope he gets you like the like his worst outing was 13 DraftKings points at his price point in cash you'll take that so yeah, I, think I, I agree. Viable. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, so there you go. So Hernandez is a guy to keep an eye on tonight. And because we like both pitchers, I would not be looking too hardly on the offense. If you want to get a little crazy, look, Jesus Aguilar's hit everybody. So maybe this is a guy that you could even start in there at 3.2 over on uh, FanDuel if you want to get a little crazy there. I think there's some other options there. He's 3.6 on DK. Other than that, I just think I stay away here. Uh, Barrios and Clevenger. Clevenger's first game back. Barrios was really good in his last outing. I actually like Barrios tonight on FanDuel as a standalone pitcher, save a little cash at 9K in tournaments. It's it's not a cash. I think it's a tournament because you do have Clevenger on the other side. You have to respect his ability and his talent. Um, it's the circumstances that I'm going after here tonight more than anything else. So uh, what do you think about this one here with the Twins tonight? And obviously uh difference in terms of pricing here. Clevenger 8.9, Barrios 8.2. So He's even more user-friendly over on the DK side, Barrio. So uh, what are your thoughts on this one, Cleveland versus uh, Minnesota? 
Yeah, Barrios much more user friendly on the DK side with the way um, the Cleveland offense has been pretty abysmal outside of like one or two games this year. I think you can take advantage of Barrios. Hope he bounce uh, c- continues what he did this last time. Clevenger, it's, it's a weird one. It's one of those like, okay, you played ball, I played ball, guys. There's things you just can't look at the stats. Does he show up with emotion and try to prove people wrong? Does that emotion screw him over? Like, there's a lot of weird ways of Clevenger because he's a very kind of different character, and there's a lot going on in his, between his ears. I kind of want to put a lot of Mets or uh, Twins bats in place tonight. I kind of I want to attack Clevenger in a GPP as like the contrarian stack of the night where most people won't. I think like Kepler's and Rosario's maybe sprinkling some and Is that because hot, of so. the limited innings or because of just not pitching in a while? Like what what's the approach? I'm just trying to understand it yeah, so everyone else can. I, I think I think it's a combination of just not pitching. Like he's been down at the alternate site. He's been going like five innings in his alternate inning uh, site appearances there. So he's still like ramped up, but I think there's just I, I had, it's guys coming off that emotional type situation that I just don't trust in situations. Like I think it's a very powerful twins lineup. Yeah, I agree. And the Twins lineup needs to start ramping up a little again. They, they were red hot to start the year. It's funny. I kind of feel like, in a way, they miss Donaldson right now. You know, like oh, Donaldson yeah. was there Definitely. in the beginning, and he was rocking and rolling. And ever since he went on the IL, I think that offense has been, you know, more good than great most of the nights. Uh, John Lester, who we're continuing to look after and uh, try to uh, troll against. He's 9K on DK against Fulmer, who's 5'4". Uh, on FanDuel, John Lester 7-5, Michael Fulmer's 5-5, but Scope is 2.9 against Lester. Had a big night last night. I think he is definitely in play again tonight. Uh, he's had a pretty good season here. Uh, it was kind of just left for dead out there, and uh, the Tigers picked him up, and so far so good. And he can help a lot of teams if the Tigers decide to move him, and I think they might. So uh, I'm going to make sure that I have Lester, uh, excuse me, uh, Scope in this lineup against Lester tonight. Uh, anything else you're appealing to you on either side? No, just basically, especially on DraftKings more than FanDuel, but they're both viable. Get your savings with some Tigers bats because we're going to keep picking on Lester. Uh, there, there are a lot of cheap options with um, Victor Reyes and Willie Castro and Nico Goodrum and Candelario. Whatever fits where you need it, there's lots of values there. I think Scope's the top play. Price here on DraftKings, though. Yeah, he is price here on DraftKings. All right. Mike Fire, 6.8 against Colby Allard at 5.9. Simeon started to heat up, so a 2.8 on FanDuel. Mm-hmm. I have my eye on him right now, too. I definitely want to take a look at him. Um, Chapman's always a good play. He's up to 3.8, though, tonight. Loriano's at 2.8. So, you know, you could go here with a little Oakland A stack, 2.8, 2.8, 3.8 there for the first three guys, Simeon, Loriano, and Chapman. Um, so that would not be a terrible thing. Go with the three righties right against each other. Uh, over on DK in terms of trying to work that in, you're looking at five four for Simeon, five seven for Chavin, four nine for Loriano. It's expensive, man. So it tells you it's a good play. It's just a more user friendly play on FanDuel. Hundred percent more user friendly. It stood out to me big time when I was comparing the two sites. A couple other plays. Kana is on fire right now. He's like five K on DK with thirty two yeah, on FanDuel. Oh my gosh, that price is crazy. And then Stephen Piscotty, twenty nine on FanDuel, thirty six on DK. He's a great DK value also. He really hits lefties well. He's hitting well just in general. So the A's, lots to like tonight. Yeah, uh, agreed. Um, what about on the Texas Rangers side? Anything there for you against Fires? Like you want to play Gallo, but if you look at Gallo's numbers, his damage has been all against lefties pretty much this year. He's really struggling a ton. Uh, Danny Santana's savings, if you want to go that route, because it is Fires, he's savings on both sides. Otherwise, it's really hard to attack a guy that I don't trust to use, but I don't know where to go with Texas because they're so inconsistent right now. Yeah, I think that's a good point here. All right. Now, on DK, this next play is tremendous. I mean, Sonny Gray at 8.8 mm-hmm. is such a value. You have to take it. Yes. Uh, now, on, chalk. 
here's the thing on FanDuel, I don't like it as much tonight. And I have been the biggest supporter of Sunny Gray there is. But I, I, I think there's another place you can go tonight that's actually even a better matchup we'll get to in a second, just to take the, the ballpark factor of Milwaukee out of it a little bit. Uh, and, he, and Adrian Hauser is decent. Like Adrian Hauser is no slouch there when it comes to pitching. So I'm not saying it's a bad play at, at 10.2. I'm saying it's got a little bit more downside on Fandle because of the price and because of the matchup than some of the other Sunny Gray starts have had this year. So I'm just throwing that out there. Um, Sunny Gray on DK, whole different understanding. And it's funny because they're accounting for the variable by knocking that price down to 8.8. But FanDuel is not, and I think it's something to worth, you know, it's kind of like the inverse of what we always talk about. It's like, well, look how much the algorithm loves the bats on this side. And look, you're getting a discount on the other side. It's kind of like inverse right now. It's saying, hey, there's some risk here with Sunny Gray tonight, so we're going to price it in a place where it makes sense. What do you think about Sunny Gray tonight? Because I think it's very tricky. On DraftKings, you just eat the chalk, especially in cash. Uh, his, he's struggled on the road. That's, I think, maybe part of the reason why DraftKings priced him down. You mentioned the ballpark factor big as well but he, he pitches in great american small park so he's used to the ballpark factor i love him on DraftKings. on FanDuel. it's like there's a couple guys we're going to talk about coming up or even Degrom at 500 more i just rather go to Degrom in his situation versus the marlins makes it much more difficult on FanDuel. yeah yeah i i'm with you there any love for hauser tonight as an oppo play i was big on him coming into the year he's shown some signs but i'm not going to just because that sinker, if it's not sinking, it's a batting practice fastball right now, and that's not going to be good with guys like Mike Moustakis sitting around. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that's true. And Moustakis, by the way, you know, again, price variance, right? 5.1 on DK on FanDuel. <laughs> what is yep. he, 2.9? I mean, 2.9, crazy. You know, how do you account for that? Because I'm, I'm sure people coming into DFS going, like, why? Why is it so mm -hmm. different? Is it just the the difference between the way the sites run at points? Is it just because of, of the way they value certain things in the algorithm? It's got to be something with the algorithm. Obviously, points are a little different too, but the algorithms, I'd love to – they'll never give you the, the secret sauce, but I'd love to know how they differ so much. DraftKings usually like always more expensive. It just does – 2900 to fifty one. we talked about Kana's prices. There's always some that stand out like, what is going on here? Yeah, uh, agreed. All right, uh, let's go to the next one here. Jacob Judas against Dakota Hudson. Uh, Goldschmidt's been incredible. So at three eight, mm -hmm. I think you got to just keep rostering him. I mean, the dude's just on fire. The OBP is like five hundred right now. Until this goes away, you know, forget it. Uh, he is four point seven, so he's actually almost a, <laughs> he has a slight discount on <laughs> on DK. Yes, all things considered. So I think I would continue to be throwing out Paul Goldschmidt in lineups right now uh, whenever you can. It just makes sense. Um, doesn't matter who he's hitting against. The guy's just so locked in. And when a guy like that is locked in, you just roll with it. Um, and continue to make money. Uh, anything else here in this one? Are you attacking anything on the Royal side of this game? Yeah, I like Hunter Dozier. Uh, Whit Merrifield's expensive on DraftKings. Like Dozier, Soler, Merrifield are the three I really like to uh, keep going with. They're they're still swinging it very well. I'm not a Dakota Hudson fan, so um, you could go that route. But the Cardinals is where you want to go with Goldie. DeYoung starting to get going, so is Edmund, and Edmund's only 27 on FanDuel. And then Colton Wong's a discount on DraftKings if you need to for cash. Yeah, I, you know, it's funny you were talking about Wong. That was the next guy I was going to bring up if you didn't. I was like, and I would keep keep an eye on Wong, too, at the top of this order. It makes sense. Uh, mm -hmm. It's just a good play. Taiwan Walker, 7.1 against Denelson. Lamette at 8.6 on DK. Over on the FanDuel side, he is 9.3 Lamette. Walker is 7.9. Uh, is the standalone pitcher, I don't love this for Lamette. However, as a secondary arm, at 8.6, I mean, basically for around 1,700, you can have him and Sonny Gray, and that's a lot of strikeout mm -hmm. upside, Bubba. 
hundred percent. This is why when we started out talking about Degrom at eleven thousand, you got uh, you got Gray, you have Lamette, you have Barrios. If you feel like Clevenger, he's there. And then there's some cheap pitchers we talked about. It makes it very hard to want to pay all the way up to eleven K for Degrom to get all the bats. So I love Lamette as a secondary option on DK for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I I think it's I think it's a DK secondary arm kind of a night there for him. Uh, as the standalone pitcher, I still struggle with it, but. You know, because I feel like the Mariners have really stuck it to people lately. <laughs> you know, with all those Ws yeah, like they had against the Dodgers, night, they scored like, they scored and, like and then yeah, they won yesterday. They beat Paddock, so <laughs> it's I don't trust it enough as the standalone arm, but as a secondary arm where you're just looking for those ancillary stats, I think Lamech can still give mm-hmm. you the strikeouts no matter what, and still kind of come close to returning value here. Uh, Fernando Tatis is all the way up to five eight. Machado's at five, so they're really difficult to roster um, over on Fanduel. Tatis is four six, but Manny Machado's just three seven, so that's yep. still a good one there. Uh, Trent Grisham at the top three one. You can make the top of the San Diego batting order work uh, in this game without a doubt. Um, I, I always tend to fade away from the Mariners lineup because even when they produce runs, it's just it's just difficult. I mean, we've we've used Kyle Seager a bunch uh, against in good spots. Is this a night where you would be into Kyle Seager against Lamette? I always like Kyle Seager. He's affordable on FanDuel. DraftKings, his price is actually going up, so that's tough. Um, it's just weird, though. Like, is it Kyle Lewis? My, Austin Knoll is crushing, but he's up to like 46 on DK, so that's not going to happen. But, yeah, but he's uh, only about, 2.7 on FanDuel, Austin Nola. Yeah, that, so that's that is there. a guy you can use tonight, and and especially when you're looking at you know positions and things like that and getting away mm-hmm. with some savings. You know, Nola can be that catcher slash first base guy or even utility guy for you if you want. Yeah, Sam Haggerty is the other value. He's 28 on FanDuel. He's like 33 on DK. He's been pretty productive at the top of the order. And then on DK, the Padres are super affordable compared to, like, I know Machado's 5K, that's expensive, but Hosmer's cheap, uh, Grisham's cheap. So you can, you can definitely do stuff on DK with the uh, Padres. And on FanDuel, Cronenworth is 2.8, just pointing that out. Uh, yes. I'll tell you what, I will be looking tonight uh, again to the Rockies against Robbie Ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Gray and Robbie Ray, I'm, I'm not going for either of these pitchers. Bubba, are you? I don't even want to waste people's time with this one, right? We're fading for the pitching. We're going offense yep. again, see if we can get one of these to hit the way we want. <laughs> yes, I want I want all the Arenado and Story I can. They're on fire right now, and against Robbie Ray, just sign me up for those two. I don't. Yeah, and Story is my guy tonight. So uh, four point two yep. with Trevor Story. That's uh, that's you know when you're looking for that one guy to lock in there in a lineup that you want to build around, he's the guy tonight to build around. In my opinion, it's Trevor Story against the lefty Robbie Ray. Uh, he's five three over on DK, but the FanDuel price is nice. Uh, four point two is fair. That is a fair price for where he is right now. And how locked in he is, kind of like Goldschmidt, you know, another guy. He's like, it's fair, you know, until it gets absurd, it gets to you know four nine or four eight or something crazy like that. Then you just you let it go. Uh, but at four two, you can still make it work. Uh, what about the Martes here too against John Gray? Any love for them and Calhoun at the top of this order? It's it's frustrating because Arizona just continues. I feel like to just be really difficult to to get a beat on. They they don't seem to have any extended period where they really give you confidence, Bubba. Yeah, that's that's my problem. Like I, John Gray is not that great, and I want to attack him, but like on Fanduel, Martes are affordable. DK not as much. Cole Calhoun's cheap on both. Like if you want to stack those three up, I'd be cool with it. It's just like you just said, it's so hard to see these guys doing it because they're so inconsistent right now, and they're in a big funk at the moment. So I'm gonna stay away from. Them. I just want those Rockies bats right now. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, let's go to my cash game armor of the night. It's Cole. Uh, it's Clayton Kershaw. 
uh 10.7 against your you. san francisco giants yeah <laughs> look the guy's just been really good uh and you yes, know what it's it's not a guy that normally at this stage of his career that i've been as excited about but with the matchup with the slate tonight it just makes a ton of sense i know the wind is blowing out a little bit today but still i i'm gonna go with kershaw here he has been really good and i feel like it's not an insane price if this was like 11 5 i'd be looking elsewhere but Looking at Sonny Gray in the matchup he's got as a standalone pitcher, looking at DeGrom and the lack of Mets run support, I'm going to put my faith in the Dodger lineup. I'm going to put my faith in Kershaw, and I'm going to try to get that locked in there at 10-7. Now on DK, uh, 10.2, also viable. And, you know, if you want to go with him and uh, Hernandez or, you know, there's a couple of different options you can do here. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. And, and look, this is no disrespect to the Giants because the Giants have played well above board and Yastrzemski and Flores and Solano all these guys have been really solid but I'm just gonna go with Kershaw here I'm just not gonna overthink it Bubba I, I can tell from your sarcasm you kind of believe it's the same route yeah no I, I don't doubt it at all I, I I believe the Giants they could hit them because they're playing pretty darn good right now the way I break it down like on DraftKings I played Kershaw and Cash I played DeGrom and GPP if you're paying up that'd be my my way to look at it that way um, and so that means in Fandle for Cash I, I 100% agree He'd be your 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 pay up spot against the Giants because even if he gets hit a little bit, he'll still strike out a bunch. He'll go six or seven innings. He's got a good floor for you. It, it's a good spot for him. The win equity is right, definitely there tonight. Yeah, uh, and that's the thing. It's you know, it's funny. Slate to slate, you really is a whole different universe. Where you know, just because you like a guy and you like a pitcher or you like a hitter, you really gotta you know not just go site to site, but you have to understand the circumstances. And I think that's kind of like the finer points of this that mm -hmm. I like that we get into on this show that I don't think a lot of other DFS podcasts or shows are going to get into and kind of explain to you that way. And also in terms of explaining, you know, the way people play too, and, and trying to get rid of the stigma of, Oh, you have to be pushing in a thousand dollars a night. Like you can play mm -hmm. DFS, enjoy yourself with the line star app and download that, get to the premium product, use it the way Bubba and I do, and then go and, listen to the podcast, look at the slate and put your 10 bucks in and try to make it 20. And that's fun. And, and that is a good time. Like, uh, believe me, I wish I could have thousands of dollars to push into the pot every night and do these things. And, and, but you know, it's not realistic. What's realistic is everybody who sits in and say, Hey, I want to come out positive tonight. How can I come out positive? And we're trying to every day, give you that best opportunity to do that. And I think that is important too. And I, I want to, you know, I want to hope that we are kind of breaking down that stigma on this show of, of, oh, you have to do this. If you're not playing $150, $200 a night, $1,000 a night, then you're a fraud. Or No, no, that's not it at all. What it's about is can you take whatever investment you have that you can play with? And again, play. It's supposed to be fun. And can you turn it into a better investment? And I think that's what we're looking to do here, Bubba. Yeah, 100%. I, 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 I've been chats with people trying to help them out and I have more fun seeing them play the quarter arcade and being happy they won like 75 cents because because they're learning to play the game. They're having fun. They're right. building their bankroll any, any way they can. I enjoy that more because like we say in season long and DFS, fantasy is supposed to be fun. However that is for you, make it fun. Exactly. And look, for some people, it's only fun when they're putting in a massive amounts of money. Yes. And for other people, that would be fun, but it's not realistic because they have four kids and they have yep. <laughs> you know, things going on. Exactly. So I think it's important to always remember that and stick to that and and not, you know, don't be frustrated if you turn your five dollars into ten. That's a good night. Because then you mm -hmm. always do that thing of, oh, if I had only if I had only. Well, in baseball, <laughs> the failure variable is so much larger than NBA and NFL 
you have to understand that if you're having any kind of success over a week, if you're playing five times a week and you're winning four, <laughs> that's amazing. That's very if you're winning good. three. Very good. That's that's pretty darn good. Um, it's it, baseball just has a lot more variables in it. It's a lot tougher to gauge night to night, and there's just a lot higher failure rate. And I think that is the thing you can you know kind of take away from this. So I, I wanted to touch on that because I think it's important for the listeners out there because you know on a night like last night where Giolito goes and throws a no hitter and. You know, he was kind of our star pitcher of the day. It's not about thumping our chest. It's about awesome. Mm-hmm. Now let's get on to tomorrow. And and it's yep. about, you know, and I'm with you, Bubba. I'd rather, you know, I love the screenshots when people send us things and they win money with us. And and I feel better about winning them 20 bucks than me 100. And I know that sounds stupid. It's just true. It's just yep. who I am. It's why I think this show is successful and I why I think other shows are a little bit more self-serving. And I'm glad that you're joining us. So... With that being said, Bubba, let's call our shot tonight, shall we? So Bubba and I are going to pick somebody to go yard. I'm going to go first tonight, and I'm telling you right now, you could follow us on the Line Star app uh, over on Twitter and retweet this segment. Give us your home run call. If you get it right, you win some free stuff from Line Star. I love free swag. I love swag. I got a lot of it, but I'd like some more. Tonight, I'm going with Trevor Story. That's right. He's the bat I want to pay up for. The guy's red hot. Robbie Ray, not so good. Trevor Story, very good. Bubba. Where are you going tonight, my friend, for your home run? I love that call. I'm not going to double up tonight because we need to, we need to spread it out the wealth. Yes, yeah, so let's evening. spread I the love wealth. Trevor's story. Let's spread it out. So I'm going to go a little different tonight. I'm going back to Oakland. I like a lot of options there, but I'm going to ride the hot bat of Mark Kana tonight, and I uh, think he takes Colby Allard deep. Yeah, Kana's a good one too, man. Let me tell you, that A's lineup, we like that A stack tonight. Uh, it's really affordable, especially on the FanDuel side. So uh, try to get involved with that as well. And get involved with us at LineStar app at LineStar MLB on Twitter. And, of course, you can follow us at Casey Bubba and Joe Pisa PS17. That'll do it for me and Bubba. But the story of the game goes on with nothing left to do now except step out of the on-deck circle and into the batter's box and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizapia and Casey Bubba.